Hey guys, I'm Monty Montgomery, and you're listening to The Spin Room, Hillsdale's home of everything indie here on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. We're diving into the new Lana Del Rey record today. No, I'm sleeping Rockwell, but first, New Radicals. say that really maybe you've been brainwashed too is one of the most underrated albums of the 1990s it's just an absolutely fantastic release of pop rock and if you haven't checked it out yet i strongly suggest you do uh get past you only get what you give that's a fantastic song too and i think is the epitome of pre 9-11 music that american optimism that existed in the 90s that just went away after 9-11, but it's a fantastic record, sort of subversive, because this was a high-selling pop rock record, don't get anybody wrong, but the lyrics are incredibly, incredibly counterculture, and it's an incredibly well-written album. Second off, I want to say welcome back, it's been a while since March, I think, I'm going to be honest with you, I sort of lost interest in recent music and went back to check out some albums that I had brushed over accidentally from other decades, like the 90s, the 80s, the 70s, you know, those decades. And it was an incredibly enjoyable experience. If you are constantly jumping at the bit to listen to every new record under the sun, you're sort of going to become jaded about music because a lot of new music coming out just really isn't that good. That's not to say that music in this generation is bad. It's not. I think this generation is one of the best decades for music, period. There's so much creativity going around. But just listening to everything that gets hyped under the sun will be bound to disappoint you because a lot of things getting hyped aren't worth the hype. Uh, But I do want to touch on a few records I did enjoy from over the summer that I listened to before diving into Lana Del Rey's new record, Norman Bleeping Rockwell. And that first record comes from a singer-songwriter named Maybe Frati from, I believe, Guatemala. And the album title is Pie Sobre La Tierra, which is a fantastic ambient pop, ambient album. has fantastic, stellar, stellar production value added to it. And it's just such a beautiful record, and it's wholly rooted in the 2010s. This isn't something like Cocktoo Twins at all. It's something that is just purely 2010s, and it's definitely worth a look into. Just a beautiful record through and through. Uh, The second record I do want to touch on is Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib Bandana, which is a gangster rap. 
It's full of great bars, great production value. Again, Madlib really proves that he is on top of his game here. Just a fantastic summer record, I think. And then the last one I want to touch on is Purple Mountains. Purple Mountains, it's a self-titled record. Uh, rest in peace, David Bierman of Silver Jews and Purple Mountains, the man behind this project. He unfortunately committed suicide, I believe, back in July. And this is a man who has been through and through one of my favorite musicians of all time. He worked with Stephen Malcolmus of Pavement fame back in the 90s on the Silver Jews projects, American Waiter, The Natural Bridge. Just really, really stellar alt-country records. Such great poetry, too. I think he's one of the better poets this side of Dylan. Um, and really, Purple Mountains is one of the most tongue-in-cheek albums about depression I have ever heard. It's, it's just great. And I'm going to play you That's Just the Way That I Feel, which is my favorite song off the record. Here it is. Well, I don't like talking to myself But someone's gotta say it Hell, I mean Things have not been going well It's time I think I finally myself. You see the life I live is sick And in a slender decade Playing chicken with oblivion Day to day I'm making it Forgiving in on the same Also, I want to give a shout-out to Hatchy with her record Keepsake, although it wasn't my favorite. It does have one of my favorite songs of the year on it, and that is Unwanted Guest, track five of the record. It's a fantastic building song that just has this infectious beat to it. It's something that I wish Grimes would do. Unfortunately, Grimes doesn't really go in that direction as much anymore, or really ever, for that matter. But it's a fantastically written pop song. And speaking of fantastically written pop songs, I think it's time to get into the review of the new Lana Del Rey record, Norman Bleeping Rockwell. Apparently this year is also the year of uh, dropping the F-bomb every possible chance you can get, which I'm not really opposed to, but also it makes it hard to play music on the spin room because we are bound to FCC guidelines. But you know, what can I do? Uh, this is the most important record that's been dropped. I think this summer in general, we have to review it. So here we go. Here is The Greatest by Lana Del Rey. I think this is a good place to start off talking about the record, although this isn't chronological by any standpoint. This is one of the later tracks in the album, but it's one of my favorites. So here it is. Dancing with you the most of all 
boys would go Dennis's last stop before Kokomo Those nights were on fire We couldn't get higher We didn't know that we had it all But nobody wants to before the So, if you guys didn't know who Lana Del Rey is, what rock have you been living under? Lana Del Rey is one of the most popular female singer-songwriters, I think, in the past decade by far. She's been out for quite some time now. I think most people got their introduction to Lana Del Rey through her hit single, Video Games, which was a fantastic single, by the way. I remember listening to this song when really indie pop was starting to become top 40 material. And that was a weird time because you had people like Gautier and you had people like Foster the People starting to take over the airwaves a little bit, especially that summer when Pumped Up Kicks was the number one song in the country, which is just unthinkable almost now that an indie pop song could become, you know, number one in the country given the dominance of trap rap and the fact that people have been eating up Little Nas X and every single remix under the sun that he does of Old Town Road, which is at this point getting annoying. And Old Town Road isn't even that bad of a song. It's a great song. I'm going to admit that right here. But it does get annoying. And we have changed periods of time is what I'm trying to get at. And I think Lana Del Rey wholly recognizes that with this release, Norman Effing Rockwell. And the reason why I say that is because if you listen to Lust for Life and Honeymoon, these are two completely different records, especially Lust for Life, which was her record she released in the summer of 2017. And the reason why I say that is Lust for Life was just, I think, trying to play to this increasing trap rap crowd and trying to play to this movement in direction of a more R&B, a more night, nocturnal sound that's been going on in the music industry. But 100% this move towards R&B. Because if you look at the track list on that record, like Lust for Life has The Weeknd on vocals, Summer Bummer has Aesop Rocky and Playboy Cartier, Groupie Love has Aesop Rocky, and you also have people like Stevie Nicks on Beautiful People, Beautiful Problems. And I'd like to move in a direction to say, thankfully, Lana Del Rey has chosen to go in the direction of Stevie Nicks as her influence on this new record, Norman Effing Rockwell. Um, and the reason why I say that is this album is just so wholly influenced by the 1970s and especially 70s female singer-songwriters. And it works out fantastic for Lana Del Rey. This is, do not get me wrong, the best record in her entire discography. By far. By far. Listen to this record. You will not regret it. It is 
definitely a worthwhile listen. It's produced incredibly well, too. Jack Antonoff does the production on this record. You know, the guy from Bleachers who did this song. We're going to play it for you right now. This is Bleachers' I Want to Get Better. why I'm playing that is I just want to give you guys an idea of what the production quality is moving into Norman Rockwell and it's high production quality it's one of Jack Antonoff's best productions to date I think it is his best production to date and he's worked with St. Vincent and he's worked with so many other people under the sun Carly Rae Jepsen who also released an album this year too he's worked with her um but again, I want to point out that this record is just wholly well-produced, well-influenced, well-based. And I think the songwriting on this record, too, is pretty good, although I sort of fall off the wagon on a few songs in regards to it. And I think the flow of this record is pretty good, too. Although, again, I think it does sort of get off track a few times, and there are definite low spots within this record. This isn't a 10 out of 10 by any standard. But again, it is Lana Del Rey's best record by a mile. It's fantastic. Now, I would show that to you by playing the first track on this record, which I think by far just blows it in your face immediately that this is a different Lana Del Rey record. It's a strung-out piano ballad that feels very 70s singer-songwriter, as I mentioned before, and it just completely blows, again, the doors off this old Lana perception that we used to have. Or I could even go to Venice B, which was a single that was released about a year ago today. And that's just a fantastic nine-minute progressive pop song that is incredibly dreamy, that is incredibly ambient pop-inspired, and different than anything Lana Del Rey has ever done, period. I don't think there's a single thing in her discography which sounds like that song, but that's nine minutes long. We're not going to play that in the song that came before that the title track. I don't want to bleep out the beauty that is the lyricism of it because this is, I think, Lana Del Rey's best example of lyricism she's done to date as well. But I am going to play How to Disappear because I think it's another song on the record which we can talk a lot about. So here's How to Disappear by Lana Del Rey off her new record, Norman Rockwell. And you are listening to The Spinner Room on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM, with me, Monty Montgomery. I'll make you down on the boulevard Cry on its shoulder cause life is hard The waves came in over my head What you've been up to 
all of the guys tell me lies But you don't, you just crack another beer And pretend that you're still here This is how to disappear This is how to so when I first listened to this, my mind sort of jumped to Radiohead because of how to disappear completely. But I don't think that's what she was going for on this record, considering she got sued by Radiohead's lawyers about a year ago, or maybe that was this spring. I don't exactly remember. Uh, but she's definitely uh, setting herself up for a lawsuit there. If the lawyers thought that she the other song was copying Creep or something that Radiohead did earlier. I don't really remember that lawsuit as much as I should have. But, yeah. This song obviously has a bit of a trip-hop influence to it, too. So, like I said earlier, I think Lana has stepped away from trying to do this weird combo of what she's done in the past, which is ballads, mixing it with people like Aesop Rocky and Trap Rap and trying to keep up with trends. I think she does it here, and she does it in a wonderful fashion that is completely client-side to Lana. And she's not trying to, in many people's eyes, sell out her style here to something that it's not. This is distinctly Lana. I do have to say, though, the trip-hop songs on this record are some of my least favorites. I much rather would listen to a lot of the piano ballads they have here. That's partially just because of personal preference. But that's also because I don't think the songs that are more trip-hop influenced are written as well. It's interesting. Although I do have to say that one of the most catchy songs in the record that we can't play, Do In Time, is one of the trip-hop songs in there. So definitely check that out. It's not a 100% one-to-one ratio that the songs that are trip-hop on this record are going to be the bad ones. It's just overwhelmingly it leans in that direction where the weak spots are these songs. Uh, Happiness is a Butterfly is another fantastic song on this record, so let's listen to that. I think this goes more in line with what I like from this record and what I took from it as being Lana's strom suit. So, here it is, Happiness is a Butterfly by Lana Del Rey off Norman Rockwell. Do you want me or do you not? I heard one thing, now I'm hearing another. Dropped a pin to my parking spot The bar was hot, it's 2am, it feels like summer Happiness is a butterfly, try to catch it like every night It escapes from my hands into He's already hurt 
Again, this is my favorite song by far of the record, and it's on the tail end. So most of the piano pop ballads are at the start and are at the end of this record. There's more dream pop influence in the center, more trip hop in the center. So moving on to what I think of this record in totality. First and foremost, this is Lana Del Rey's best effort by far. It touches on topics such as the cliches of American love, American culture, it's distinctly clear from the album cover that she's really trying to get this whole nostalgic element going. And granted, this has been part of her appeal for quite some time. But she's really satirizing it, I think, with this record. And it's not as tongue-in-cheek as you'd expect it to be. It's a very serious record. But it's definitely trying to achieve that goal. And it's doing it subtly, and it's doing it correctly. Unfortunately for me, I think a lot of the lyrics could have been better on this record. I think they're sort of atypical of Lana, besides the fact that a lot of them are more personal. So yes, her best songwriting is on this record, but sadly it's not present on every single song on this record. But it's definitely worth a listen. Like, do not pass this record up. I'm going to give this record a 7.9 out of 10, or round that up to an 8. Take that as you will. It's a good record. Anyways, we're going to close it out there, and we're going to listen to Wooden Girl by... Jonathan Lean Doer, 96, a.k.a. Young Lean. Thanks for listening, guys.